Hi there, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki, and I, this is the third part of a series I've done called Distraction in Action. The other two, if you've listened to them, if not, go back and catch them, are the first one was about apathy and how our we can work with empathy and how sometimes in our own evolution and our growth, we protect ourselves with a feeling of apathy. We create a buffer of, um, you know, feeling like there's not wanting to do something, feeling like you don't know what you want to do, or feeling numb even. And um, that apathy ends up becoming a distraction because we're like, yeah, it just doesn't matter. It's fine. And then the second one I did, um, oops, I have them reversed. So the first one was avoiding. Apathy was the second one. So the first one is avoiding. And, you know, we all know how to do that. We've all do it really well. I did a particularly good day yesterday of avoiding everything and then decided, you know what? I just need a day where my brain does not have to factor 5 million things and I'm going to give it this day. So practicing the compassion that has been a theme through this series because I just see so much in the world and experience so much of myself where people are not having compassion for themselves. And then that ends up creating all of these distractions because when you have compassion for yourself, you actually ask yourself what you want, what matters, what you would like to accomplish, who you would like to be. And I feel like the more compassion we can have for ourselves as well as humor, which is what the soul brings in, right? Because it just thinks this human thing is hilarious and not in a condescending way, but in a way of joyfulness and playfulness and wanting to be part of the whole picture. So we avoid, we become apathetic sometimes. Um, trying to protect ourselves. And the third part is I think there's actually a form of amnesia that ends up happening. And this amnesia is, you know, kind of connected to the whole soul process because we don't remember our past lives. Sure, there are some flashes of memory and there are some kids who are still so connected to it that they can bring up very provable past life experiences. But most of the time there's amnesia and I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that there's an amnesia process to the birth process and an amnesia gift. What I want to help you recognize though, is that when you're in amnesia as an adult, you are likely not paying attention to your own greatness. And a lot of the times I will hear people say, well, I don't want to be too much of my ego. And you know what? I just think that it's a rare event, although we see a lot of it lately, that people are really stuck in that unsupportive ego. I think we spend more time in the subconscious world. And it could be said that it's part of the ego, but I think the ego is absolutely a, an evolutionary growth opportunity. So using the acronym <laughs> of that, it can give you a, an absolute 
practice or a an appreciation, to use another A word, of the ego and to stop fighting using the parts of it that are supportive. And this amnesia aspect I think we get into and sometimes that's because life rolls around and it goes fast and there's so many different components to pay attention to and it sometimes feels good to just check out and like I said I had a fun day of it yesterday consciously checking out not an avoiding of what I had to do I completely knew what I had to do I made a conscious choice to not do that, to get caught up on the magazines that were sitting around, um, to learn a little bit more about TikTok, to enjoy the day. Kind of lounging around is actually what I did. And when we do this consciously, I feel like it is an act of compassion. So the amnesia that can happen is that we have so much going on that we just kind of go through the motions and you create this treadmill, which I love my treadmill, but you create this treadmill kind of activity where you're just doing one thing after the same thing after the other after another the next day and, you know, rinse and repeat. And amnesia comes in, I think, because part of us doesn't want to take on more responsibility and doesn't want to take on one more thing. So it stops looking around. I do believe it to be a protective mechanism. And all of these things exist within us, I think, to keep us safe on some level, but also because we've learned how to minimize our own greatness. And we've learned to turn down that which is unique of us because of some false sense of wanting to fit in. Um, to me, fitting in means minimizing who you are. It doesn't mean you have to take up a stage and make, you know, be the center of attention all the time. But if you're applying or find yourself in the active amnesia process, you are not paying attention to the amazing aspects of you that you've already discovered or you're not allowing for some appreciation and celebration of what you've come through or what you've already experienced. And I feel like when we call these things out, when we say, oh, I think I'm avoiding something. What am I avoiding? Um, How can I be kind to myself to ease into paying attention to what it is? Um, okay, it seems like I've forgotten a lot of stuff lately. Am I flighty? Am I disconnected? Probably. Do I need to ground more? Most likely. Um, But am I also avoiding and having amnesia because I want to distract myself from an expansion that I'm going through? And maybe I don't want to admit I do something really well because then more people are going to ask me to do it or I'm going to be on the hook more. Um, I think this is something that happens a lot when we are expanding spiritually, emotionally. This can happen in a relationship where you realize you are ready for that intimate connection and then you start dating someone and your system freaks the hell out because it's like, no, 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 I I don't know if I'm capable of this or I'm afraid it's going to go away. So then you just become a, a practice of blocking out what you are actually, your soul and yourself is asking to grow from. So by pointing it out, by having some frame of reference, am I avoiding? Um, am I feeling a lack of feeling? Am I 
if you hear yourself say, I just don't care, well, likely you do care on some level. It might not be a jump up and down, yippity doodah kind of thing, but likely you care on some level and just asking yourself, okay, do I have amnesia about the caring aspect because it hurt? I got hurt in the past when I cared, quote, unquote, too much. Um, so like, just like the others, compassion is incredibly important in this. Self-compassion is incredibly important. And self-compassion is very different than self-esteem. So when I say that we're forgetting our greatness, I'm not saying go out there and be a pompous you-know-what and act like you're all that. And oftentimes I find that when people at, are in that, what we consider high self-esteem, um, you know, <laughs> doing the daily affirmations of how absolutely amazing they are, a lot of them don't believe it. So there's a falsehood there. And it doesn't, pretending to have high self-esteem or really feeling like you have a high self-esteem does not necessarily make you more connected in life or make you a wonderful partner or compelling um, connection or even someone that a company would want to hire. And it's there's a fine balance here. But I think self-esteem is where we're kind of projecting it because we've heard for so long they have low self-esteem I have low self-esteem just scroll through TikTok you'll see millions of people saying I have low self-esteem and I want to comment on there do you really because you're here putting yourself in front of a camera showing your vulnerability whether it's true or not you're showing yourself to be here and it takes a certain level of self-esteem to be able to do that. And I'm not talking about the vulnerable videos where someone's had a day and they're like, can you just sit with me? Oh boy, do those get to my heart. I'm talking about the aspect of walking around that I think is a form of amnesia too, where there's a false bravado of, yeah, I am all that in a bag of chips and I have everything, a lot of the times when I have that person presented to them, I will then say to them, well, then what are you doing here? Why do you need me? Um, how can I help? Because I can feel the scared child underneath and what they really perhaps are striving for is a surety. And the way to get to that surety is through self-compassion. So there can be an amnesia aspect to your greatness by falsifying greatness. So the next time you run into someone or you're interacting with someone who wants to convince you that they're all that in a bag of chips, why is that my statement today? <laughs> I honestly think sometimes I channel some of you guys while I'm doing this and these statements that I don't say come out and which I love and it's a lot of fun. It makes me feel like you're actually here with me in person. But the next time you interact with that someone, that person, how about you not jump on the narcissistic train? How about you not assume that they think that they really are all that? How about you have a little bit of compassion and you remember what it feels like to not completely believe in yourself? Because the ability to be compassionate with others can lead you to a compassion with self. Now, it may be that the person you're talking to is a complete bag of air and they are very self-involved and really do believe that about themselves and you can also not take that personally. 
So when you find yourself paying it more attention to what's going on around you, being more connected, being more open to the beauty, to the imagination, to the supportive qualities that you have within yourself, the more you're going to dissipate these practices of avoidance, apathy, and amnesia, because you're just not going to be interested in it it anymore. And your soul self will be saying, yeah, there, there they are. There she is. There he is. Whatever pronoun that you're rocking, there is that my, there's my, there's my dude. There's my being. There's my human that I said I would slide into and, and, uh, be in partnership in this lifetime. And, you know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, developing your intuition, connecting with your soul, it's all, it's all vitally important. We have to include our brain, our emotion, our psychic wiring, our soul journey all together. And these are three steps that I've used. I found sometimes I don't speak them specifically to people, but they work. So just wanted to offer them to you. So if you find yourself doubting who you are. I need you to stop and take an inventory of what you've accomplished. I need you to look around your space and see that you picked up the papers or that you turned in a project on time or that your kid is mostly clean today because let's face it, even coming directly out of the tub Somehow the dirt finds them. I used to say to my kids, are you magnetic? I think you're magnetic because the dirt just wanders in here and it says, I'm going to hug that kid because wow, it happens very quickly. So taking that inventory will give you the pause that you need to appreciate what you have on board. And if you're someone who's afraid that your head is going to get all fat and you're going to be one of those bags of hot air, let me just tell you right now, by having that concern, you're likely not going to get there. Someone who is of low vibration and very invested in their own exterior expression isn't going to be concerned about those things. So if you're having concern about that stuff, eh, you're probably okay. So along the lines of creating the self-compassion and that surety that comes from self-compassion, I don't mean that you are giving yourself a hard pass on everything. I'm going to be compassionate to myself because I didn't do the dishes today and I didn't do the dishes today just because I was being lazy. No, you don't get a hard pass on that. You don't. You don't even get a pass on that completely from your own system. I'm not sitting here in judgment. I'm saying this happens internally. Being compassionate with yourself does not mean that you allow areas to slack because I promise you, you will know it. You will know that it wasn't a case of not being able to focus. It wasn't because your day was 16 hours long and you just do not have the energy to wash those dishes and you're going to let them sit to the next morning. It's not a crime. You'll be fine. What I'm saying is that compassion comes in in those moments. It does not come in as an excuse to be a slob. It does not come in as an excuse to leave... Uh, areas of your life that as an adult you 
get to participate in. You get to have a clean kitchen. Can you guess what I have to do after I finish this podcast? Yes, I have a bunch of cups sitting on the side of my sink because I decided last night I didn't want to do them. And I was just going to go to bed and the odds of a television crew coming in in the middle of the night and filming the fact that I had my four glasses from the day there because I often have multiple drinks going on at the same time. So yeah, this is top of my head. But there's not an excuse there. There's a conscious looking at it choice to not take the five minutes because I'm okay with myself that I didn't do that. They will be done as soon as I finish this, which is, you know, kind of six o'clock in the morning right now. So (laughs) rare moment of energy that I wanted to talk about this. So I jumped on to do it. What it means to have that self-compassion is to also pay attention to what your commitments are and what your what your performance is really it is about feeling good about yourself and walking through this process to be able to say i can delineate when i'm having compassion for myself in and when i'm using that line of i'm just having compassion for myself i'm not going to do anything uh the dishes or answer that email. I was practicing self-care. Nah, you were being avoidant and lazy. Look at it. Look at it and be willing to do that. And then bring in the self-compassion to say, okay, kiddo, what are you concerned about? What are you worried is going to happen if you complete all of these projects? Because I promise you, more people are afraid of their own success than they are of their failure. We've all experienced... I don't think true failure, because true failure means you didn't get up again. It means you're, and, and if you're taking breath, you you have not failed. You are succeeding at this life thing. But if you are going to embrace the fact that that happens as a human, it's going to bring compassion around to you. And when you're compassionate in those moments, you're not judging yourself. You're saying, and so say, let me give you a a real example here. Say I decided to avoid doing the dishes and I know I'm doing it because the conversation in my head is, you're just avoiding doing that. You're, you know, slacking on this thing right now. I can do that or I can bring in In that moment, I can engage what I know about avoiding and some kind of self-punishment so that I can beat myself up later for it. And I can say, you know what, kiddo, it's okay. How will it feel to have these dishes done? How will it feel to complete this project that's due or answer those emails? You know I'm a big fan of the happy dance, so there will be a happy dance after I do the dishes. The more you practice this, the more you are present because the opposite of amnesia is being present. And the more you do this, the less the conversations will come up, the less the procrastinating will be there, and the less amount of time you will spend in self-recrimination. It leads to a high level of well-being, of um, true happiness, like true joy. Because happiness is often an external validation. So will I feel happiness that I complete this? Yes. The joy, though, will be from a soul level, I committed to me, I met my commitment to myself. And normally we don't talk about these things in public about doing the dishes. Everybody has to do dishes, right? 
However, the smaller examples can often be there to help us take on the larger ones because we build our practice, we build our surety and self by being present, by paying attention to these things, by making it less important, the bigger things, the choosing to go to school, the asking somebody out, the deciding to have or not have a child, the um, committing to a workout plan, whatever it ends up being a spiritual practice, you will be able to navigate those so much more effectively and easily and joyfully when you practice being present in these other experiences. So it's self-compassion feels good and it leads to the success that you're looking for, whatever that bar is for yourself. Self-compassion gives you the magic power to be able to stand on both sides, to look at what's not working and to look at what is working. And when you're able to do that, you have all the information. You have the ability to stick to something. It's not about lowering standards for yourself. You can be self-compassionate and accept responsibility for how you show up in the world. I would love that for all of humanity to get. When you practice the self-compassion and you say, this is how I want to be in myself and my soul, and this is what I want to contribute to the world, it'll work in reverse. Remember when I said being compassionate for someone else can lead you to self-compassion for yourself? Well, it goes the other way. It's the ultimate sharing experience because you can then turn that energy that when you're compassionate with yourself and you know really striving to meet some goals it's not about where you end up but it's how you think about what happened as you're going through the process if you're compassionate with yourself I just think that you're more likely to achieve what it is you're looking for and what it is you want to create and that level of compassion will eventually diminish the desire of your subconscious to hide in the amnesia. And it is a form, I call it spiritual amnesia. And I, I am well aware that there is a lot of material out there about the spiritual amnesia being related to um not knowing where your God is or where your religion is. That is not what I'm talking about. Everybody gets to practice their own belief system on this show. And my particular belief system is will not be pushed on anybody during this conversation. So when I say spiritual amnesia, in case there are those of you who have studied and who are well aware of that topic and that, that subject matter, I want you to know that when I'm talking about it, it's about connecting into the wholeness that is you, that is your contribution to this great big world. And yeah, that does have your soul self in it. And I do believe there to be a divinity in everyone. Um, but this isn't about losing your religious connection. I just wanted to be clear about that. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me 
that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong that you are amazing and then what would you like to do with that in the world so head on over to the website vickybaird.com check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help when we are often exploring our spirituality you will hear the term waking up and I think this is where it's come from I think there's definitely a um a form of language that says someone has had a great awakening okay fantastic I know those moments happen the great aha right but they happen because of a result of people doing the steps beforehand the asking am I avoiding am I limiting who I am am I afraid of my own capability and so the process is ongoing and you know what the soul has many, 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 many lifetimes it'll roll around with. So do this stuff now so that you don't have to repeat it in the next lifetime. Because yes, there is an amnesia process of previous lifetimes, but your gifts from soul incarnation to soul incarnation will travel with you. I promise you they will. And I actually believe that the more we raise our vibration and the more we become aware of the energy that we're perceiving that there will be some memory of previous lifetimes. So this amnesia aspect may become less and less and yet there will still be a component of the human experience that it will travel with. The idea to be less distracted is not simply about our devices or about the drama or being have so much going on around you that it keeps you that distraction and action happening. Um, the idea of being present means that you can also be planning and you can be proactive and you can be connected to where you want to be and what goals you have. They can work simultaneously. So if you are looking at your own process and you are able to reflect on what could use some reinforcement or what might be called a weakness. If you can look at it from a place of understanding and maybe even a little bit of objectivity, you know, pull yourself out and watch it, watch yourself, be your own witness, and then bring the compassion in, you know, what would you say to yourself? Would you say, or what would you say to another? Um, what would you say to someone who you know is putting the effort in and and maybe things just aren't lining up would you say to them knock it off you're being um lazy or you're you're being stuck in your amnesia or your avoidance or your apathy or would you say can we figure this out you know maybe there's a, a another way to look at this likely you would bring compassion to another so like i said earlier bring it back to yourself when you are focusing on your weaknesses, you will make them bigger. It's just energy. You know, where your attention goes, energy flows. You will make them bigger. You will create more issues. When you're focusing on what you've accomplished, dishes, brushed your teeth, answered those emails, um, gave your notice at the job, decided to go on a solo hike, um, went to the 
store and bought stuff to plant. Everything deserves celebration. Um, when you operate in that space, it will increase your inspiration to grow and to to create new habits and new patterns rather than visit the ones of the past. Does that make sense? So when you're giving your attention to something that still needs a little bit of tweaking, of course it does. None of us are perfect. Perfection does not exist. But when you're giving your attention to that and you're saying, I'm going to stay awake here. I'm going to be present. I'm going to pay attention. It's not easy. I am not, any of these things I suggest, please know that I know they're not, the easiest things on the planet down your in your experience to do but i also know they get easier the more that you spend the time in it and i'm talking two minutes here two minutes there the more they will become fundamental practices within you and the more they will become foundational support for you so it will increase your inspiration to keep growing to exceed what you even thought was possible for yourself. And maybe the second time you go around, you feel the improved mm, growth. And lately I've been, I've been weightlifting and it fascinates me that some days I can go in and I can lift a certain amount and other days my body's like, are you insane woman? Let's go do something else. And truthfully being totally transparent a year ago, I would have spent a lot of time beating myself up inside. I, oh, so much time. And now I'm like, oh, thank you, body, for the feedback loop that if I force my way through that, I might injure myself, which is what I've done in the past. And I'm learning from paying attention, from being objective, from stepping out of the pain that my body was in and being mad at my body for that and rather seeing what my body was showing me. So one of the ways that... I came out of my own own amnesia was to really be present in the feedback loop of what my body was telling me because I decided this wasn't something I have to do. My body was working for me. It was not working against me and I needed to listen. And if my soul chose this body, well, we were going to meet up and we were going to integrate and we were going to do the best we could on any such days, any such day. Now, some days that means that my deadlift might be, you know, 130. Um, This week, it means it was 165. I don't know what next week means. It could very well mean that um, I'm tired or I didn't sleep well or I don't have enough water in and my body will tell me that that's not smart, woman. Um, How about you back off and work on another area? And that's what I mean by coming out of the amnesia. This is not being wide open to, you know, tons of information coming in all the time and constantly being on. It's simply being so curious about what's going on around you that you don't take it personally and you most assuredly don't turn yourself on yourself, which is what we're pretty good at doing. Why? Because we learned that. Um, But at some point, we have to take a compassionate view of ourselves and say, I no longer choose to do that. I choose to be in um, participation with myself. And one of the ways I'm in 
One of the ways I'm in participation with myself is to be conscious, is to be awake. Um, it's powerful because it effectively takes the ego out of the picture. You can look at your stuff head on. You can decide in a realistic sense, what are my abilities today? What are the actions I'll take? And what needs to be done differently next time? I don't know about you, but I stink and love a system. And in using the weightlifting stuff, realistic sense, this is not a good idea, Vic. You're going to blow out your back again. Okay. What's my action? Well, my action is to take some weight off and maybe do more reps rather than less reps, heavier weight. What needs to be done differently next time? Well, I need to look at what I ate the day, at the day before. Did I get enough hydration? Did I sleep? Um, is my head just not in it? Is today a cardio day? You know, sometimes it's a day of running. Or yesterday I decided a nice walk with a friend was the greatest gift I could give myself. And that's what I did and was good with it. This stuff takes practice. We have to undo what's been planted in there. And by practicing compassion and being willing to be awake, what it does is it gives you that power of choice to be able to say, this is what I'm doing now. So um, last week I caught myself putting myself down in humor, which is something I learned very young. If I use the humor first to pick on myself, it's it's an old age old thing, right? Um, you Then you beat somebody to the punch. Well, I heard myself say something last week and then said to Mike, my partner, I said, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I said that because I wanted to be held accountable because trust me, he will tell me <laughs> if I'm being tough on myself when I promised, he's got a ridiculously good uh, recall when I for that stuff, when I promised myself I wouldn't do it anymore. So by saying it out loud, I created an accountability partner. Not that he has to be in charge of it, but because he loves me, he'll remind me that, remember you said you weren't going to do that anymore and he'll do it kindly, I hope. Um, <laughs> and then I'll be able to say, you're right, you're right. Um, and getting the neural pathways to line up to reinforce it. Because when you focus yourself, when you focus on self-esteem and falsehoods, you're not looking at yourself honestly, and you're actually giving yourself more defense mechanisms than you're giving yourself strength. And strength is something that people can sense. It's something that carries you through tough situations. It also brings such a calmness to yourself that reduces any anxiety that you might be experiencing. So we have to understand that the soul came here and your human self came here to grow, to, to be curious, to expand. We're not going to know how to do things the first time because it's built into the process of learning. So we can't acknowledge a desire for improvement without acknowledging that there's going to be some shortcoming there. There's going to be a weakness. There's going to be a, a reality check, babe, that I just don't know how to do this. So what happens if you're only focusing on self-esteem is you will experience anxiety and depression because you'll be focusing on what you don't do well. So if you can learn how to focus on things that may not be stellar um, to yourself, you don't have to announce this, you can then 
embrace the fact that you're growing, that you're expanding, and it's really fun to be awake and not distracted in amnesia because the unavoidable truth is we are all going to screw up. You are going to make mistakes, but if you take that word and you divide it between the S and the T, it just means let's take two. Let's pretend you're in the movies. Take two. Um, We learn from repetitive action and the idea of moving forward in our growth. Um, It's not the easiest things to do, but self-compassion is the key. And that's why I wanted to do this series because I wanted you to hear over and over again because, boy, that's how we all learn, right? Repetitiveness. It's agreeing to be compassionate, to be understanding. Another way to say that, if you're tired of hearing me say the word compassionate, is to be understanding. And to do that, it will lead you to remembering your greatness. And there's a poem I came across a few years ago um, by Susie Kasim. And it's one that I come back to sometimes (laughs) when I'm having a hard time remembering that can't possibly know it all. I can't be responsible for everybody's stuff. And I will attract to those to me who want to hear this material and those who don't can go to wherever they're attracting. So I'd like to read that to you now. It's called Remembering Your Greatness. Before you were born and were still too tiny for the human eye to see, you won the race for life from among 250 million competitors. And yet... How fast you have forgotten your strength when your very existence is proof of your greatness. You were born a winner, a warrior, one who defied the odds by surviving the most gruesome battle of them all. And now that you're a giant, why do you even doubt victory against smaller numbers and wider margins, the only walls that really exist? are those you have placed in your mind. And whatever obstacles you conceive exist only because you have forgotten what you have already achieved. This reminds me that of all the connectors that had to happen in the DNA chain to create me for my soul to come into my body, that really was the biggest challenge. And everything after that gets to be exploratory. I get to be curious about. It's not the big deal. I got here. I'm physical. And the reason I wanted to read this was so that you could remember your greatness. And when you're bumping up against something, whatever obstacles are there, you have the ability to figure it out. Because you built out 200, you beat out 250 million other sperm. (laughs) You figured out how to get the whole connectiveness to work. That's your intelligence. That's your greatness. So whatever these obstacles are, look at them straight in the face. If you're it, look at yourself in the mirror and be compassionate and then figure out what the process is after, right? The system. So thank you so much for listening, for coming along on a subject that I find fascinating and that I have seen in decades of coaching that when I ask people to just spend a moment 
contemplating, they don't have to fully absorb, but contemplating their greatness, the shift that comes over people's energy, their face, you're just amazing and you all have that capability. So how about you commit to yourself that you'll no longer be a distraction in action, um, that you'll do things consciously and that when something from your own intuition, something from your own knowing taps on your shoulder, you will remember your greatness and you will say, come on in. How can I help you? Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms. Mm-hmm.